As you might notice in the bulletin, I am today sharing with you one of my favorite verses, which I will do for eight weeks. I find that it's a wonderful way for you to get to know who I am in relationship to my Lord and Savior. So we are going to begin with this wonderful passage that's Psalm 118.24, but I'm going to read a little more of the psalm than that because I always think context offers a lot. So we're going to read from, I am going to read from verse 14 to 29. The Lord is my strength and my song and is become my salvation. The voice of my rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doth violently. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee. For thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is to become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. He will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee and send now prosperity. Blessed be the one that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I chose King James this week. I chose King James this week because that's the verse, version of this verse that I memorized as a kid. So I have to go with what I memorized. But let us pray as we begin sharing of the word. God, the more we know you, the more it is that joy dances in our souls. So as we open the pages of our family's history, show yourself to us in its words. Whisper your love in our ears. Draw us into the embrace of your arms. Let our hearts beat a little faster as we hear the sound of your voice so near. Amen. I, I love this verse so much. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. When these poor daughters of mine were young, I would wake them up to go to school. You know how much children like that? <laughs> With this is the day the Lord hath made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not sure they like that verse. <laughs> But today, it is still the first words out of my mouth every day. I have a dear friend that I talk to at 5 a.m. every morning to do Bible study, and we split it up. Whoever gets to be first, who, who aunt says it first, gets to say, this is the day the Lord hath made. And the second one says, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. 
And then we share three thanksgiving. Today I want to share with you my thanksgivings. I am thankful to be able to stand up and to share the word of the Lord with you today. I am thrilled and thankful to the Lord for it. I am so excited about being too, in your presence here in this church, a place that I honestly don't know I have felt more happiness and joy the moment I met you than any place I have ever stepped into. I also want to say that I am grateful to have my family here. You may not understand this, but for me, who's very sentimental, this is the first time the five of us have been in the same room at the same time ever. <laughs> So if you see me trying to get a picture of the five of us, you will know why. <laughs> but this verse and this experience of joy goes way back in my life. When I was just a young child, I don't know, I know that it was five or under, I would go to preschool Sunday school class in the most beautiful Sunday school room in the planet. I don't know if any of you have ever seen Highlands United Methodist Church on Southside, but it is a beautiful, beautiful old church, and the classrooms had windows that went up about two stories. And on Sunday morning, the sun would shine a light into the classroom, and it seemed to always land on this playhouse we had that was built like a little white church. And I believed and felt and experienced the presence of the Lord in that room every single Sunday. It could be the Shell sisters that, that loved me so much when I walked in. It could be the sunlight. But more than anything, I know and I share and I tell you, it was the presence of the Lord who was there with me and who was walking with me from such an early age. So, because I felt the presence of the Lord so deeply, you know that when I went to church, what I liked to do was to draw on offering envelopes. Do any of you ever remember drawing on offering envelopes when you were a kid? I, I would draw on them and not pay attention to anything that took place in worship. I mean, heavens, I was five, I was six, I was seven. So at seven years old, I am sitting in this sanctuary, and I am drawing on my offering envelope, and I feel that holy silence. I pray and hope you've had that experience of feeling the holy silence of the Lord. I felt that holy silence, and I, I wondered what was happening so I looked up, and all I felt was that just powerful peace of God. And I looked around, and I looked up at the pulpit. It's kind of high. It's higher than this. Thank the Lord, we have one that is not quite so high. People have asked me if I have a problem with these steps. I want to tell you the first time I actually preached in that pulpit, it had five steps, and I fell down them at the end of the service. <laughs> 
And the beautiful, wonderful pastor who was sitting at the bottom of the steps and who'd been praying for me because it was my very first sermon caught me. <laughs> I'm not sure he was glad that he needed to, but he did catch me. I looked up and he was praying. I wasn't hearing the words, but I saw that he was praying. And I looked around everywhere and I saw people's heads bowed and frowns on their faces. Have you ever thought about what kind of emotion you feel when you pray to the Lord? Do you lift up that, that happiness, that joy that you lift up when you greet your very best friend? I looked around and I thought, what is wrong with these people? They're praying to God and they're not happy about it. And in that moment, the Lord spoke to me very clearly. From the pulpit, I heard God speak and say, Dorothy, one day you will stand up and you will share with each person in here that I am about joy. Well, I wondered why the Lord thought I could be able to share joy with this group of people who look so miserable. <laughs> but I had good background and strong parents and a lot of experience in church, and I knew exactly what God was talking about. God was saying, you're going to grow up and you're going to lead vacation Bible school. <laughs> Because that is the most joyful moment there is in church. I mean, I was seven. <laughs> and for many years, it never occurred to me that I would ever end up actually reading from the word of the Lord, sharing about joy to a congregation as pastor. Never. I did dream that one day I would marry a pastor and I would live in a parsonage where the roof leaked. <laughs> For some reason that seemed very romantic. I was very young. However, I have learned that there is nothing that we need to have to begin our journey, to live our journey, and to go forth with our journey than to have joy. To have that wonder and thanksgiving and that gift of knowing what God gives to us. So as I began my journey of sharing favorite Bible verses, I felt that since I begin my day with this is the day the Lord hath made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And since I began my call with the call of joy, that I would begin by sharing with you my dream and hope and area of growth. May we share God's joy with others. Where will we each have our place to stand? Maybe it's taking children to Sunday school and sharing there because that was such a powerful place for me, I hope for you. Maybe it's welcoming after church Maybe it's helping a pastor who has way too many books get her books unpacked. 
But whatever it is, whether it be this magnificent music or the tech team that makes sure I don't have to worry about anything, whatever it is, you have a place to share God's joy. I, wanna, I want to switch to another passage that goes along with it. I wanted to tell you that joy is prominent in the Bible. You, you might not have paid attention to joy a lot, but I want you to know that in the Bible, and the number dropped out of my Bible, so I know here it is, 187 times the word joy is used, 240 times the word rejoice is used. I think the Lord wants us to rejoice. So verse Four of chapter 4 of Philippians says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And then one of another verse that I love very much, verse 7 of the same chapter says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Today we gather to be a church family, to rejoice in the Lord, and to experience Holy Communion. And as we come to our time of Holy Communion, I want us to remember how much Jesus gave for us that we might truly have that salvation, that gift, that understanding that God is there for you and me in whatever way God finds to come to you. It's not always dramatic. Now, I took a beautiful picture in my mind of a deer this week in my yard. Amazed my dog. My dog just looked at it like, who are you and what are you doing in my yard? And I have heard that some people are really tired of these deer wandering around all over the place. Especially if they eat your flowers and your... I don't know, do they eat vegetables? Oh, okay, not the time to start a vegetable garden, huh? Um, but, you know, that beauty we see outside sometimes, isn't that just the greatest moment of rejoicing? So as we come today, I want us to begin together our journey of rejoicing. I was asked which part and which aspect of the um, communion I wanted to do today. And I chose to do an older version that's in the hymnal, which you'll see overhead. But I'm going to read it from the hymnal because, well, I can't read the screen back there very well. <laughs> so I will look and see what I can see. And I chose the great thanksgiving because of this older version because of the way it talks about joy and how could I not do that today so I ask you to listen for that because actually until I was reading through them I hadn't ever stopped to notice how this is near the beginning so let us come in prayer and in the right mood of having joy and smiles and heart of the Lord towards hearing these words. Let me pray. Oh, gracious God, thank you for the opportunity and the gift of being here today. 
Thank you for the gift of calling me that I might live with these joyful people and we might reach others in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this day and for this opportunity and may we receive you with a truly open and joyful heart. In Jesus' name, amen.